Hello, my name is Katie and welcome to the Solita podcast, Notes on Tears and Chaos. I'm going to be so for real right now. I am not in the mood to record this episode right now. I had a bit of a mental breakdown tonight and that's kind of reminiscent of the past episodes or like the first few episodes that I would make. I would straight up say like, I just got done crying 15 minutes ago, but we're still doing the damn thing. But right now... I don't feel like doing the damn thing, but I'm doing it anyways because, for one, I had somewhere to be today, so I straightened my hair, I did my makeup all nice, so it'd be a shame to let it go to waste. But also, I just have been so overwhelmed, which I'm sure you can tell from the countless amount of times that I have said it on the podcast in the recent weeks. I've just been on this seemingly downward spiral and last week it seemed like it went up that lasted for like two days so i'm glad i was able to record the little bit of positivity that i had before everything just started overwhelming me again but yeah i don't feel my best right now i'm still feeling pretty defeated and heartbroken and i don't really know how to process these emotions they're so raw right now and I don't really know how to handle them I usually just distract myself but I'm trying not to do that this time around so it's a little bit of a struggle and it's not something that I'm used to so I need to just bear with myself and these emotions as they fluctuate this episode has either come out when it's regularly supposed to come out or It came out two weeks after the last episode because I went on a trip to visit some family and I did not want to do all of this work while I was with them. I also went on this trip during finals week, so I had a bunch of assignments and final projects to do in that same week, so definitely is a lot of work that I'm putting on myself, so if I manage to do all of that, then this episode came out when it was supposed to. You're welcome. Please appreciate it. If not, I'm human. I deserved a little bit of a break and I hope it didn't really get me out of this mindset that I've had for the past few weeks of, or past couple months, few months, it's April, shit, past few months of managing to put out an episode every week and the content for it as well. So very impressive, but we all need breaks sometimes. On a lighter note, today's episode did have a more positive outlook on it. It was one of our more positive ideas that I came up with. I also wanted to make it a little bit shorter, but if y'all don't know me by now, I tend to ramble and ramble. So apologies if it comes out to be another 50-minute episode. I have a lot to say. A couple weeks ago, I went to a club meeting and we were doing some icebreakers talking about some i mean answering some questions you know just random questions and one of the questions i got was where do you feel safe and it was meant to be like a very wholesome kind of question but i had literal crickets like i couldn't really think of anything i hate that i immediately thought of a person But then thinking like, you know, I didn't always feel safe. So I was dead ass like, "Mm, I'm trying to figure that out. But I did come up with an answer eventually. And I did say home, but when I wasn't living there, you know. And I mean, that was that. But it kind of was a little sad that I really just 
not to be a fucking sob story but it was just kind of hard to think about it in the moment like where do i feel safe where do i feel like i can just relax and be myself and it was a little it was a little hard to figure out where i felt most comfortable recently i've had the idea of safety come up a lot especially safety as a need for me something that i need to feel and something that i've been searching for with how my childhood played out and you know all that sweet stuff but um i usually have these conversations with my therapist about you know finding that safety within a person but you also need to find that safety in general you know not just within another human being although i am learning that it is perfectly okay to be dependent on another human being especially if you are in some sort of romantic situation with them god forbid you end up needing them you know it's literally like human nature but whatever for me safety is important especially because i feel that i have been lacking it a lot in my life and recognizing where i feel safe and where i feel most comfortable to be myself is something very important that i felt that i needed to really dissect and analyze because a lot of my life i feel like i've just been on flight or fight mode and i don't entirely understand that concept so it feels kind of hypocritical to even use it you know fight or flight mode um but I feel like I've just been anxious all the time. I've been on edge and any little thing really sets me off. Like tonight, even when I feel safe somewhere temporarily, eventually my mind starts to sabotage me and make me think you're not okay here. And maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it feels like sometimes those thoughts end up becoming true like i end up confirming my own thoughts who knows if they were actually there in the first place and even when i try to like fight against them and be like no you're wrong those thoughts end up being confirmed so i'm like am i manifesting that in some sort of way or is it my intuition and i just kind of realize this from the start i knew something was wrong but it's that energy sometimes that i feel that maybe it's wrong so it's very complicated it's very confusing especially recently i feel like everything has been coming on to me and it's been very overwhelming because it's making me think what's wrong with me why does why do these things keep happening to me like what am i doing wrong to make this stuff happen to me have all these people give me this kind of energy and being put in these situations my life in the next few weeks is about to be very very chaotic with everything that's going on like i said my trip and finals and i'm very very over this semester i'm tired of it i'm done i want to be done but even when this semester ends i'm not going to have much of a break before my summer class starts so everything is about to be like very quick and hectic these next couple weeks um so it is important for me to just recognize where can i go to feel safe and most of the stuff that i came up with i feel like they're not very accessible i'm realizing right now but still nice to like recognize them in case that i can end up going there maybe just kind of put myself in the mindset of like okay why do i feel safe there and how can i implement that somewhere else so let's go into the first answer that i gave for that club meeting which was i feel safe at home my home where my family lives, where I lived 
all my life, but I made sure to say that it was only when I stopped living there that I felt safe there. And I'm talking about emotionally feeling safe. I mean, mind you, my door back home just not properly closed. So I feel like I never really had the best privacy. So that I feel like can possibly have some psychological effect um, because it feels like everything's just kind of exposed and I don't have my own little area to just be by myself, even though I feel like I was by myself a lot. But it took a while for me to feel like I was safe in my home because even when I moved to a different city, I would go back home for the first couple of times and I felt very out of place still. I remember talking to someone about that where I still felt all of those negative emotions. I still felt like I didn't really belong there and I didn't feel like this was somewhere that I enjoyed being. What I'm realizing now is that it took getting my heart broken over and over again, feeling so utterly defeated somewhere, feeling completely alone, completely useless in this place where I just thought there would be so much possibility. Hitting all of these dead ends, I had to go through all of that to feel finally safe in my childhood home where all my family was. And I love my family. I love being around them. And it did take a while to get comfortable being around them as well being as I am the youngest, they don't really know much about my life. And I would say I don't know much about their lives either, like their private lives. So there is a disconnect there, but being able to go back home, even if my family has no idea what goes on here, like my mental state, they don't know. The tragic love stories that I've had, love stories, they don't know anything about that. So I have to say that my mind is getting so confused right now this is going to be like a very weird abrupt change in what i'm saying because it has nothing to do with what i'm just talking about but i'm trying to like follow my script and i can't i feel like i just i didn't prepare enough and just because i had that little mental block before filming this i'm trying to do my best in articulating what i wanted to talk about because this topic did mean a lot to me when I thought about it. I thought it was a very sweet thing to say of like, my safe space, where is my safe space? And right now my safe space is not <laughs> recording this, but I'm already here. I'm going to do it anyways, because you live and you learn, you make mistakes. Um, but if I seem a bit off, this is why. I'm trying so hard to be more authentic right now. But I really just want to lay in my bed. <laughs> Regardless, talking about my home, I started to reminisce my room when I would leave there again. So, you know, I visit home and I stay in my old room. And most of the times when I leave, um, it's like my family's like off to work and stuff. So I'm usually just there. And I have like a little moment to myself where I look at my room and just kind of reminisce everything like, oh, this is where I spent my childhood. This is where I spent my teenage years. All of the heartbreak that I went through, all of the boys I cried over in that room, all of the friendships that I mourned, all of the feelings that I felt and all of the dreams that I had. It all just is embellished 
in this room, all of the changes that I made to it. And it's very bittersweet. Um, but like I said, I, I, I feel like I definitely had to leave to appreciate that. And I had to get heartbroken to appreciate it. With that being said, I would not want to move back home. And I've said this so many times recently in the podcast. I don't want to go back there, particularly because I don't want to feel those negative emotions again. I don't want to feel trapped there again, which I know is what I'm going to feel like. I'm going to feel anxious. I'm going to feel the same negative feelings that I feel right now, but I do have a lot more freedom now. So I would take that over feeling trapped. So it is a complicated relationship that I have with my home back where I grew up. Um, But I guess I have to kind of ask myself like, well, what does this home signify to me? You know, on a, I guess, metaphorical, symbolic sense. Like, what does it actually mean to me? Because it's not like the physical aspect of it, I don't think. Like, I mean, even like my hometown itself, I don't see much of a future there for me it's not somewhere that's popping so i don't really want to be there but i think on an emotional level just because i felt a lot of pain there and i know what it will feel like to live there or i knew what it felt like to live there i don't want to go back to that and i feel some sort of like comfort when i am there because like oh damn, this is my hometown. Like I could run into someone that I know. Whereas here where I live now, it's not like that. I don't run into people on the street that I know. I don't really know anyone here. So it's a lot more rare, except like back in my hometown, people know me. I could run into people and it's that's just how the way things work, you know? So there is more of me there, but... I guess that also takes time to like kind of put that into perspective and have that happen. And with moving to a new city, as I did, I was so excited to have my room, a door that closes, a place that I could decorate however I wanted. And I quickly learned that to do that, it costs a lot of money to execute your vision all of your pinterest dreams it costs a lot of money so i didn't really get to do that i'm sure if i invested more of my money into like decorating my space maybe it'd be a lot of a a a nicer place for me to rest and everything but that's not to say that my room itself is not a safe space because for like a year i had a complicated roommate situation where i just didn't feel like the apartment was my home so i preferred to just stay in my room whenever i could so now that i feel more comfortable in my apartment and everyone feels more comfortable in this area i adore going out into like the living room the kitchen and seeing like decorations that my roommates put up because it's like little parts of them And it's little parts of everyone that just kind of mixes together. And it doesn't exactly create some kind of aesthetic, but it's all very cohesive. And I just kind of like to imagine myself as a stranger walking into the apartment, like looking at the little details that maybe will go unnoticed, but I just notice everything. It's like, I, I know who put this up and this is like a really cute decoration and it doesn't really make sense, but I love, I love how colorful it's becoming and how how many 
remnants of everybody there are. So that's very comforting. On the topic of physical places like home and everything, I ended up writing a lot about sleeping because sleep for me has been such an issue and I've touched on this just a little bit because I don't know too much about what goes into my sleeping schedule and why it's being so shitty. To fall asleep does have some sort of safety, doesn't it? When you feel like you are safe, you're able to like just knock out and doze off. And that's really sweet. And I don't know if you've heard of this, you probably have, of this idea that like when someone feels safe around you they're able to fall asleep around you which is very cute and I will touch on that a little bit more into this sleep conversation but what I wanted to get out of the way was you know the homes of my family members that I don't live in but family members that I'm close with or like comfortable with I like being in their homes I feel comfortable in their homes it's like their home is my home, you know? It's like a second home to me. I feel comfortable going in the fridge, going in this room, going in that room, laying on the couch, doing whatever. Sleeping there, however, is a whole different thing because I have had moments where I've slept over family members' houses and I don't feel uh, the most comfortable. And I think it definitely takes time to feel comfortable somewhere. It's just kind of like a method of routine, but it's like, I feel like you just notice all of the little things like oh this mattress does not feel like the mattress at home and this blanket it's nice but it just doesn't it doesn't cover me the way my blankets do and that's not to say I don't feel safe with my family and the people there but it's just the area itself I definitely think it's routine like you have to be doing it for a certain amount of time to finally settle in and feel comfortable but if it's like a random ass night that especially I wasn't expecting to sleep over there and it happens very rarely never do I really sleep over other family members homes like that but on the rare occasion that I do it definitely feels a little bit uncomfortable and I mean do I feel safe I guess so but do I feel comfortable not too much And with my family's home in Peru, I have not been there in seven years. And I'm going back. That's where my trip is. I'm going back to Peru after almost seven years. And just thinking about being in that little home again, I'm very excited for it. Because I I just, just getting there after the car ride from the airport and just being out all day and just seeing like my grandma's decorations and all the pictures and everything and every part of that house just feels so comfortable every bed in every room and that's just because you know the times that I have visited Peru even though it's become more rare I've always slept there you know so it does feel like another home to me and they can change the damn mattress all they want, but it's still going to feel the same. It's still going to feel like the same comfort. And I feel like the same scent too has something to do with it, but that's something different. You know, just imagining it now feels so much more cozy and I'm very excited to go back there. And I don't think that it'll change. You know, I say this with full confidence that when I go back, it's going to feel so comfy and cozy being there. However, I just remembered of a memory that when I was younger, 
I wanted to be a cool kid and my cousins used to live in that house. So my older cousin and his younger brother would share a room. And then finally I was like, you know what? I want to sleep in that room. I want to sleep in that room because I didn't want to sleep in the same bed as my mom anymore. I didn't want to sleep with them in the same room. So I was like, I'm going to sleep in this little bunk bed situation because my little cousin, I don't know where the fuck he was, but he wasn't there. And that was very uncomfortable. I don't think I ended up sleeping there. I went back to the room because for one, my cousin was being fucking annoying. He was not letting me sleep and it was just a different vibe. So I think that's interesting to point out is that I feel like that is a comfortable place to be in, but maybe it does have something to do with the the people that are around you in those moments. And another little quick example is my dad's place. When I went back to New Jersey and I visited him, very, very rare. I feel like that's actually the first time that I actually stayed over his place. Like, I've never slept at his actual place where he lives, but it felt very nice and cozy. And again, that's probably just because I felt comfortable with the people that I was with. I was with my dad and my brother and it was like a studio apartment. And so everyone's just kind of there. It feels very small. (laughs) I mean, it just feels very cozy. I don't know how else to describe it with like cozy, small, all tucked in. You know, like when you're tucked into like a warm little blanket and I slept on the fucking couch. I slept on the couch. My dad was like, take my bed. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And I just slept on the couch like that. And it felt so nice just being in that little confined space. Digressing from sleeping around my family. Now that I'm older and I've had some experiences, I have slept over other people's places and I will just kind of talk about it with just one specific person. Actually, that's like the only person (laughs) whose place I've slept over, but that experience in itself, I don't think it took that much time to feel comfortable in their area, in their apartment, in their space because to some extent like I trusted them I trusted that they weren't going to do any harm to me and for me during the time when I was getting used to them I again had a complicated roommate situation I didn't feel comfortable in my own apartment so being in their apartment where I was able to just roam free in whatever area it was a lot nicer it felt a lot more homey and i just loved being in their room and i miss that place because they no longer live there but i just miss being in that space and i miss you know i'm sure it's because i miss the person but it's probably the good memories just feeling very cozy in their bed (laughs) and just having these late nights of just the tv light is on you know and it's just nice and quiet and comfortable and it does feel very safe but again that's something that builds over time so obviously like the first time you go somewhere that's new or try to sleep somewhere that's new it's not going to be as comfortable at least for me i'm very hard to fall asleep even around this person it was very rare that I fell asleep before them 
But I remember those times where I did fall asleep before them and it felt so nice to actually feel tired and be able to fall asleep. It felt so nice to, you know, just cuddle up to this person and just let myself relax. And in that sense of like that, you know, you feel safe around this person so you're able to fall asleep like I guess that is kind of what it felt like is that you know I feel fine here I feel good emotionally and physically so I can rest here even if they're not asleep yet and I always made this joke of like you know I can't fall asleep before you because then you're gonna murder me but that's not the case obviously I definitely think to some degree it's about trusting the people that you're around so that you are able to fall asleep around them or even in like a very unfamiliar place because hotel rooms actually hotel rooms sleeping there it's kind of mixed for me because hotel rooms be very very comfy like just those cold comforters and blankets and the pillows those are so good but sometimes i actually do struggle going to sleep in hotels my mind just doesn't turn off i don't know i have a really bad relationship with sleep now we are actually away from the conversation about physical places because now we're talking about safety in people and going into it some more there is you know comfort in some sense of like you know feeling safe around someone's because you feel comfortable around them you've been around them enough times to be like all right i can kind of be myself around them i don't feel like i'm going to be criticized or judged by them which it's kind of rare nowadays because a lot of people have very terrible intentions or at least for me I feel like my relationships have just been so complicated and it's like well what am I doing wrong to make people feel this way about me or give this kind of energy towards me even though nothing's confirmed but I just feel kind of weird in that sense and I'm not really sure what's going on but I don't know maybe it's my mentally ill brain Anywho, comfort, yeah, I'm sure is part of it, you know, of feeling safe in a person. But like I mentioned, there's a level of trust that goes into that as well. Even if you feel like you don't completely trust this person's intentions, or maybe I'm just talking out of my ass right now. You don't have to completely trust the person, I feel like. But trusting them in the moment, trusting that I am not in harm in any way right now. I know I feel safe. I know that I'm being taken care of and this actually comes with a little bit of a story of all right I'm already exposing myself but the first time I got high was a very intense experience because I didn't know what the fuck was going on and I think I got very high so luckily I was with someone that I trusted and I was freaking out a little bit, but I wrote in my notes like a very quick like message to myself of like, hey, you're fine. You deserve to relax and you're being taken care of. Like I was like, I think I'm being taken care of. And I was, but I was like, you know, you're safe. And that was enough to make me feel safe, I should say. It was enough to calm me down, to stop freaking out about, you know, if you get high, you probably know what I'm talking about. Getting to that point of, you know, worrying and freaking out because I do sometimes get that way, but I am able to bring my mind down from that 
manic panic mode. And because of people's rare good intention sometimes, there is some level of connection that is required to have this trust and have this safety. And because I feel like a lot of the people that I know, I enjoy being around them and I can have good times with them and I can trust them with some information about my life and everything. But some connections are just so rare. And I do feel that. I feel like I have a hard time genuinely connecting with some people, even if I can get along with them and enjoy their time and their company. I do feel like I, I don't have the best connection with a lot of people. And that can be sad, of course. And I wish, you know, that I am able to connect with more people. But I guess it wouldn't make those rare connections special i think that by being a little bit more rare i'm able to appreciate when i do feel that with someone because it's not something that i feel all the time of like oh this is a normal feeling and it wouldn't feel special but instead this is a connection that i value a lot and something that either you build that connection over time or maybe it just happens you just click right away in some sort of way um, but I don't know. I don't know too much about it. I'm not thinking about it too much, but I just know that there are some people that I have a special connection with. And even if I can't have them in my life forever, I am able to feel that connection at some point in my life. And that's really good. And honestly, I've been very hopeless recently with my negative emotions and, you know, finding love in my life and you know finding that connection with someone again but sometimes I can sit down lay down whatever and stop and think to myself like there are so many people on this planet and one of them one of them at least one of them is going to be someone that I'm going to love so much and they're gonna love me the same if not more, all right? That's what we're doing. And they're out there somewhere, legit. They're literally out there living and breathing. And I'm kind of annoyed that they're taking a long time, but they're out there. And it's very surreal to think of it in that sense of like your person is out there. Even if I've said before, you don't know that I have a person. Like you don't know that I'm gonna fall in love and blah, blah, blah. That is a possibility that I'm scared of. But if I'm able to look at it from a more positive perspective, that person that I'm waiting for, they're out there somewhere and I cannot wait to feel that connection with them. I cannot wait to feel that level of comfort and trust and safety with someone. And it's not even something that's temporary or in like partial fragments. It's something that is going to be completely whole. Somewhere where at any point, at any time i'm going to feel safe even during arguments even when i'm expressing how i feel which i've learned that trying to express how i feel to people in the midst of like arguments and stuff is very hard for me and i freeze up and i shut down but being able to feel safe with someone knowing that no matter what i say they're going to still love me and they're going to hear me out and they're going to be able to understand what i'm talking about 
that shit i cannot wait for it it is such a beautiful thing to be able to feel that and i guess to be able to hope for that um because i still feel like i have just a little bit of hope even if they are slowly dying down having my safe space be someone that loves me the way that i love them and feels everything that i feel is going to be such a surreal experience and i can't wait for that now you know me i get into my little negative head spaces while i did pre-plan this episode i ended up adding a little bit more onto it today because of how i was feeling and so this is going to be the more pessimistic part of the episode but it's not too bad actually it's just more kind of like you know looking at it from both sides in the sense of comfort zones because comfort zones are some level of safety as we all know we love being in them and getting pushed out of those comfort zones feels very uncomfortable and it takes a lot out of us and most of the times we don't like to do that well for me who really needs safety is striving to find that somewhere someone that is very introverted as well someone that doesn't like being overwhelmed with all of these things pretty soon i'm going to have to be pushed out of my comfort zone it's not up for discussion i have to do it and as an introvert as i said i get so fucking drained like dead ass i'm getting so drained like today i had to go to this place for like maybe like two hours and i came home and just immediately got into bed like i don't know if i took a nap or something or maybe just tired because i i wake up early and i'm not prepared for that because i don't get enough sleep but legit i could go out for 15 minutes and come back and take an hour nap i get so exhausted and now soon i have to pretend to be an extrovert and talk to a lot of people and put on this facade and i don't know how i got here honestly so i'm kind of scared and i'm kind of worried about how that's going to affect me and there are good ways to view it and there are bad ways to view it so let's get the bad out of the way again like i said it's draining it's going to feel so exhausting emotionally mentally physically when i do have to get pushed out of this comfort zone because i'm not familiar with what's going on i i don't know i I, it's just i guess a level of discomfort that i'm just not used to and again no one's really gonna ever feel comfortable outside of their comfort zone otherwise there wouldn't be a comfort zone right i do think there may be people that are better at it though than others and i don't think i'm one of those people and there is a sense of uh adjusting to this new zone that you're in and there's a possibility that i might not get used to that being in this new situation it takes time you know as i said it takes time to get comfortable somewhere to feel safe somewhere i don't feel like i'm going to be able to get used to this adjustment thing and i'm worried that i'm going to have a negative mood because of that it's going to negatively affect my mood being so uncomfortable and mentally not there physically not there emotionally not there and these are all what ifs obviously but coming from like past experiences of like being stuck in a situation that i'm not totally comfortable with i kind of know 
what it might entail and the might is what scares me like the possibility that this could even happen is overwhelming me some more but on the bright side you know the good i think this new opportunity will give me some more confidence or at least it can help with that i think even if my mind gets these negative spaces of like do i really want to do this i don't think i'm up for this and i don't feel confident in my skills i do think i learned some things today about how i can take these skills that i'm learning for this opportunity and put them into my real life so that they can help my confidence in real life and it's all you know practice i can't just learn these things and automatically they're going to be applied to my life it's something that i have to go over time and time again and i will mess up on that but it's something that i have to be conscious of i have to be conscious of making sure that i'm putting that work in consistently so that at some point it's going to feel natural to feel some level of confidence and with anything more opportunities can come from this maybe more relationships with people in the sense of work relationships friendships whatever else ends up happening it could end up being very very good for me and you know the past few episodes or not even past few episodes the whole podcast i've been talking about how jobless i am the skills that i'm learning i might be able to use that for something else in life that's going to end up helping me out and i'd be like oh, okay so this is why i needed this opportunity so that i could get these other opportunities later in life and those are also what ifs it's not very certain i feel like those are definitely more likely to happen or at least at the end of the day i'm going to end up knowing a lot more about myself but still these what ifs are not comfortable for me getting out of my comfort zone feeling like i'm going to be able to adjust to this new part of my life where i do feel like a new chapter is coming a lot of changes are coming and i'm not totally prepared for them even if i've been working towards them and i've been wanting them to happen when they're actually here i feel like a lot of time has just passed by so fucking quickly and i just need things to slow down a little bit but there are solutions to this you know i feel like i'm getting so caught up in that things are permanent but they're not they're they're a lot of temporary stuff that goes on in life and for me i feel like my introvertness i don't know if i can really change that and that doesn't mean that i necessarily have to it's not a, a completely bad thing to be an introvert if at all you know i can end up finding a position and opportunity that works best for me you know people are working remote now so if i feel like i'm not in the space to work face to face with people i can find remote positions where i feel comfortable in my room and there is a balance that goes into that you know make sure you're actually going out even if you're working from home go out every now and then touch some grass and experience the outside world because it can be very beautiful there's so much negativity around being a quiet reserved person a lot of people want outgoing bubbly extroverted personalities and then all the introverts that are creatives like me get kind of left behind of like well i don't really want a desk job i still want to explore my creativity i still want to do big things and reminder that you know to do big things i'm gonna have to step out of my comfort zone 
but I can still be a successful and fulfilled person as an introvert. And I don't want to feed into this narrative that because I'm more likely to be quiet because I like being alone a lot of the times because I don't feel energized by people that I lose a lot of my opportunities because I don't like conversation and I don't know how to network and all that and all because of that I lose all of these opportunities and connections compared to someone that presents themselves a lot better or someone that's able to have small talk or make conversation and all of that stuff the balance definitely is a big thing though because like I said I want to do big things and that could mean I have to travel somewhere if I want to do big things and not work at a desk job for the rest of my life and not do like the same routine I have to do things that I'm not comfortable with I have to go places I'm not comfortable with I'm gonna have to talk to people that I don't know and don't know how to talk to you know it's gonna be all of these new zones that are definitely going to not feel safe at first for me but over time even if it's not the same areas over time I still think that I'm going to be able to get used to it in some form or fashion I'm going to be able to get to the use of the idea of okay I have to travel somewhere and maybe I've never been here but I kind of know the gist of this routine of where I have to go and what I have to do So there is some level of safety there that I can depend on. And, you know, like I said, it's not a bad thing to depend on something. I think it's good to have some level of your comfort zone stuck within you, even if it's being seen as this negative thing. I don't think it entirely has to be that way, even if it's seen as something that can restrict you and keep you from doing great things. I don't think entirely that's the point. I think comfort zones are there for a reason, you know? We need some spaces where we can feel comfortable, where we can feel safe. As long as it's not negatively affecting us, then I think that's perfectly okay. That is all that I have for this episode. And it was a little messy. Um, I don't know if I was really looking at the camera or if I strayed away from talking about my safe spaces and everything but like I said my mind is a big blob of mess right now and I definitely want to go to sleep not sure when I'll be able to do that but I do want to take this makeup off my face that I've had on all day and I want to cry myself to sleep a little bit even though I've been doing that a lot and it's not a good feeling I'll tell you that I will say one thing my bed is definitely my safe space I would say one of my safe spaces so I'm very excited for that but thank you for listening truly because I know a lot of the times I feel very out of it and I babble for so long like this episode I don't know how long it's gonna be but it might be long I ramble and I ramble and I lose my train of thought a lot especially recently and I repeat things a lot and I'm trying I'm trying out here you know And so if you do end up listening to all of this, I really, really appreciate it because you can listen to someone that is so much more qualified to talk about these things, but I'm just kind of talking about my own personal experiences. And again, like whoever wants to listen can listen. I'm just trying to figure my stuff out. But yes, it is a lot more comforting to know that there is someone there that is taking some value out of what I'm putting out. So thank you again. 
If you like the podcast, be sure to follow on the social media. The Instagram is at SolitaPod as well as the TikTok at SolitaPod. Or if you want, you can message me on my personal Instagram, which is at underscore Katie Torres, or my TikTok and Twitter, which is at Y2Katie. And everything will be linked down below in the show notes. All right. Love you. Goodbye.